message you're about listening to is from Pastor E.A. Adeboe, the General Overseer of the Redeemed Christian Church of God. Our friend, the lover of our soul, our healer, our redeemer, our provider, our soon coming king, our hope of glory, we worship you. May your name forever be glorified. Amen. In the lives of all your children today, Lord, please glorify your name. Amen. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, we've had one or two people and said, good morning, God bless you. And then we may please be seated. We are continuing our series on going higher. And today we are looking at part 74. Going higher, part 74. We are still looking at First King chapter 21 from verse 17 to 19. We just look at First Kings 21 from verse 17. Maybe we'll take it to verse 20. And the word of the Lord came to Elijah the teach by saying, Arise, go down to meet Ahab, the king of Israel, which is in Samaria. Behold, he's in the vineyard of Naboth, whither he's gone down to possess it. Thou shalt speak unto him, saying, Thus says the Lord, as thou killed, and also taken possession. And thou shalt speak unto him, saying, Thus saith the Lord, In the place where dogs lick the blood of Naboth, shall dogs lick thy blood, even thine. And he have said unto Elijah, Hast thou found me, O my enemy? And he answered, I have found thee because thou hast sold thyself to work evil in the sight of the Lord. For those of us who are going higher in the Lord, we need to point out to us that one of the purposes of anointing is to announce what God wants to do. Here we see the Almighty God telling Elijah, go and tell Ahab. And then he told him what is to say. When you read Isaiah chapter 61, from verse 1 to 3, 
Isaiah 61 from verse 1 to 3. You will discover that the purpose of anointing is not only to preach the good news, not only to heal, not only to deliver, but also to warn of the day of vengeance of our God. So when you are seeking anointing, just take note that when the anointing comes, it will enable you to preach the gospel. It will enable you to heal the sick. It will enable you to set captives free. But it will also involve you in warning of the day of vengeance of our God. Now we've already said this again and again, that yes, our God is love, First John chapter 4, verse 8. First John 4, verse 8. But that is also a consuming fire. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 29. Hebrews 12, verse 29. But maybe we have not emphasized enough that our God is a God of vengeance. In Romans chapter 12, verse 19, Romans 12, verse 19, it is written that God has said, vengeance is mine, I will repay. God is a God of vengeance. He said, vengeance is mine. Not even yours. In Exodus chapter 20, from verse 1 to 5, Exodus 20 from verse 1 to 5, God made it abundantly clear that when he wants to show vengeance, he can go all the way to the fourth generation. Somebody offends him, refuses to repent, and God decides to take vengeance. He can deal with that fellow, deal with his children, deal with his grandchildren, deal with his great-grand-grandchildren. And so you are anointed to one, to let people who are working against God to know our God is a God of vengeance. Exodus chapter 4, from verse 22 to 23. Exodus 4, 
22 to 23. God told Moses, go and tell Pharaoh, Israel is my son. Let my son go. If you don't let my son go, I will kill your son, even your firstborn. You are anointed to one that God is a God of vengeance. You are anointed to warn the proud, to humble themselves or face serious danger. Daniel chapter 4. You can read it from the beginning to the end. Daniel chapter 4. From the beginning to the end. Nebuchadnezzar was the greatest king of his time. You could practically call him the king of the whole world. Because everywhere he went, he conquered. And so he became proud. And God gave him a warning, showed him in a dream, this is likely to happen to you unless you humble yourself. When he had a dream that was so terrible that when he woke up, he lost his peace. Finally, the Lord fell on Daniel to go and explain the dream. You need to understand that in explaining the dream to the king, Daniel was holding his life in his own hand. The king could have been upset and said, are you talking about me? You are a slave in the land. Whatever, whatever position you are occupying, I put you there. How dare you prophesy this kind of horrible thing to me? Telling me I will become an animal for seven years? Who is that your God? Who is telling you this kind of thing? But Daniel gave him an advice. Humble yourself, sir, and this might pass over you. Of course, <laughs> he didn't humble himself until what God prophesied came to pass. After seven years, he learned who is actually the true king. 
In Genesis chapter 41, from verse 1 to the end, Genesis 41 from verse 1 to the end, God gave a set of dreams to Pharaoh. Again, we find Pharaoh having two frightful dreams. First, he saw corn, seven stalks, beautiful, plump. And then he saw seven others blasted with the wind, dried in, drying up. And then the corn, this, the latter corn ate the former. That must be quite a dream when you see corn eating corn. While he was thinking, what kind of dream is this? He had another. Seven fat cows. And then seven ugly ones. You can see the the bones of the ribs of this, the last seven. And the lean cows ate the fat ones. Cows eating cows. Anyone, king or no king, with those dreams, cannot wake up and be at peace. Pharaoh knew this can't be something ordinary. You know the rest of the story. They brought Joseph on, this, on the scene and he advised Pharaoh. Sir, seven years of plenty is coming to be followed by seven years of famine. Take my advice. Fortunately, Pharaoh took the advice. And Egypt was preserved. You are anointed to one. That's one of the major purposes of anointing. One, the high and mighty. One, the lowly. Let everyone know that a day is coming when people will give an account of everything they are doing. You are anointed to warn the world that there is a place called hell. It's good to preach the good news. Jesus saves. Jesus heals. Jesus delivers. Jesus provides. That's good news. But you'll be failing in your duty as an anointed man of God if you don't also tell them. You reject Jesus, you will go to hell. There are people who will tell you that God is too good to send anybody to hell. Brother, make it clear to them, hell was not created for man originally. 
It was created for the devil and his angels. But if you choose to be on the side of the devil, you will end up with him in the lake of fire. There are people who believe that you are using scaring tactics when you talk to them about hell. That you are trying to frighten people. Brethren, if I have to frighten you to cause you to miss hell, so be it. We must preach the old gospel. God is love, but our God is a God of vengeance. Some people will heed the warning, like Pharaoh did. Some will not. Matthew chapter 26, from verse 24 to 25. Matthew 26, from verse 24 to 25. God himself, the Lord Jesus himself, warned Judas Iscariot. He said, it is written, uh, the Son of Man goes as is written of him. But woe to the one by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. And everybody began to ask, ah, is it me? Is it me? Judas Iscariot said, is it me? The Lord said, yes, sir. You are the one. He said, it would be better if that man was not born. Direct, plain warning. You would have thought that from that day onward, Judas Iscariot would change his plans. He didn't. Money didn't allow him. And you know the rest of the story in Acts chapter 1 from verse 15 to 20. Acts 1, 15 to 20. The Bible made, made it clear to us that, yeah, he got the money, but he didn't spend it. He hung himself. Now, Ezekiel 33 from verse 1 to 7. Ezekiel 33 from verse 1 to 7 made it clear to you your own is to do your duty. Your own is to warn. If the people you want don't take the warning seriously, you will not be guilty of their blood. Almighty God said, when the watchman sees danger coming and he warns the people, hey, danger is around the corner, those who heed the warning will save their own soul. Those who refuse to heed the warning, they will perish. But you, watchman, because you have cried out, you will not be found guilty. But if you don't warn them, and then they perish, then you will pay. This is a warning to every one of us. Every child of God, 
preach the whole gospel. Let them know the Lord is coming soon. Let them know that after the Lord has come and those who were ready have gone, they, this world will not be a pleasant place. When the Antichrist begins to rule, like I told you, I believe last Sunday, men will be begging for death. Mighty men will be biting their tongue with pain. The kind of pain that will cause a man to bite his tongue is not the kind of pain you wish for your worst enemy. Because if you bite your tongue accidentally, you know how painful it can be. And then when the pain now becomes so severe that biting your tongue becomes nothing in comparison, you know that is serious. You must warn the world. Warn your neighbors. Warn your relatives. Warn your friends before it is too late. Now, you're going higher in the Lord. You want to be anointed. I want you to know that one of the most beautiful things in the world is to be able to hear from God. Oh, what a joy. But I want to submit to you that the ability to hear from God has challenges. Because of the moment you begin to hear from him, you must go wherever he sends you. And to whomsoever. Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 6 to 10. Jeremiah 1, 6 to 10. He said, you will go to whomsoever I send you. And you must tell them whatever I ask you to tell them. Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 16 to 19. Jeremiah 1, 16 to 19. You must tell them whatever I ask you to tell them and tell them fearlessly. The African elders have a proverb. It's the one who sent you on an errand that you must fear, not the one to whom you are going to deliver the message. You want to grow higher in the Lord? You want him to anoint you. Fine. He will turn you to his mouthpiece. You become his oracle. You will go wherever he asks you to go. When he asks you to go to Samaria, as in Acts chapter 8 from verse 5 to 8, Acts 8, 5 to 8, Philip, go to Samaria. That's like saying, go to the forbidden land. You must go. When he says, go to prison, 
You must go. Acts chapter 16, you can read the whole chapter. Acts 16, the whole chapter. Where shall I go, God? God said, all right, Paul, I will show you a vision. In the vision, he saw somebody, come over to Macedonia and help us. Yes, Lord, he went. He ended up in prison. Because there was somebody in the prison whose entire household must be saved. And being the man in charge of prison, he can't come to the crusade. So you go to him. In Acts chapter 8, from verse 26 to 40, Acts 8, 26 to 40, after uh, Philip got to Samaria and had that wonderful, wonderful crusade that the whole city was rejoicing, God said, right, well done here. Your next assignment is in the wilderness. I believe that's a message to some of you men of God who have succeeded, who have built a big church. And then suddenly, God arrests a general overseer and said, time to move. And it's moving you from <laughs> Lagos to Kaura Namoda. And you said, me? I better go and become my own general overseer. When you are anointed, you will go wherever he asks you to go, to whosoever he, he asks you to go. Today, because we, are, we, we were obedient to his voice, that's why several area boys, thousands of them, at a time some people were saying, throw them into the ocean, drown them. We went to them. And by the grace of God, now we have thousands of them being reformed, being transformed, and among them now, had, God had raised up missionaries all over the world. We had gone to the hotels by the grace of God and got Halos saved. We have gone to beaches and so on and pick urchins that were being used as drug peddlers. And today, many of them are graduates of universities because you must go wherever he sends you and you must do what he asks you to do. Once you hear from him, you will no longer be able to rest until you do what he has said. Amos chapter 3, verse 8. Amos 3, verse 8. He said, the lion has roared. Who will not prophesy? That's for those of you who want to go higher in the Lord. Now, for you, my friends, who are yet to give your life to Jesus Christ, you have heard his voice now. Jesus is calling you. He said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. 
You better come to him now. Because anywhere you go from now on, this message will haunt you. Because I've told you, oh yes, Jesus saves. He heals. He delivers. But if you reject him, there is a place called hell. And you don't want to go there. So if you will want to respond to his voice now, please bow your head wherever you are and cry unto him and say, Lord, please save my soul. I don't want to go to hell. Pray that prayer now, and I will pray with you in just a moment. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. My Father, my God, I thank you because I know you don't want the death of sinners. You want them to repent and live. But I also know that those who will not accept the way of salvation, there is no other way out other than hell. Please, Father, as many as have decided to surrender to you now, to yield to your call, please receive them, save their souls, in your mercy forgive all their sins, and rescue them from the grip of Satan. Father, I pray that as many of them as have surrendered to you today, in your kingdom, I will see them, and we will reign together with you. And I pray for those of us who are already your children, that the ability to hear from you will be released to us afresh. And give us the grace that once we hear, we will obey. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Please join us on this same station at this time for another wonderful experience as Pastor E.A. Adeboye exposes the deep mysteries in the Word of God.